If you're an American conservative, you know that the societal values we hold sacred are under attack. They are hanging in the balance. How can you protect those values? By staying informed. The Closing Argument will deliver news and supporting evidence you need to support and defend those values. Here's Paul Smith. Good morning. This is Paul Smith, your host of The Closing Argument. In these podcasts, we discuss some of the important but controversial moral, legal, and political issues that are that we are facing today. Some of the things we discuss are a little controversial, but they need to be discussed because some of the traditional values that are so important to our life in America are being challenged and are becoming a part of our government, our school curriculum, and some of them are not right and, and need adjustments, and some of them need to be eliminated. Today, as we are celebrating the birth of the United States, that is Independence Day in 2022, I want to talk about America being the base of God's operations. Now, this discussion today is a little unusual, and it's one, it's about our nation, but it's one that you probably can't discuss in school and even some of our churches, but as an independent voice being not connected with anything other than myself, I can say these things, which actually I believe a majority of the Americans feel. That is that America is God's nation, that he loves this land and that he will bless us and prosper us as long as we serve him. This is the foundation of the forming of America. Now, I mention this because today uh, America is being criticized. It is being uh, labeled as a flawed nation. And uh, the recent, one of the most strong criticisms that it has, it has systemic racism that, that is throughout in my opinion, those who advance the systemic racism threat, like critical race theory and the founding of this nation, they say in 1619, which was when the first slaves were brought to Virginia, those who try to advance this narrative, I believe, are wrong. I believe they sell America short, and they actually hurt us celebrating and advancing our our connection with God in helping not only our own nation, but in helping all the world. That's why I want to discuss this. Now, uh, America was, a, was founded by primarily men who believed in God and believed that he was supporting our effort. The Constitution was established by men that God raised up for that specific purpose, now, I don't hear a lot of religion saying that. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I believe that, that, that God has actually stated that, that he was behind the founding of America, and he supports the Constitution, and that America, as a place where freedom is preserved, was the, was the place and the country that is to be the base of his operations, as he, as he prepares the world for the second coming of the Savior. And as long as we continue to serve God and to advance his purposes, he will bless us, just as he did in uh, the Revolutionary War and in other great endeavors and battles. I'm proud to be an American. 
Mount Zion prophesied in the book of Isaiah, especially prophesied to be the ensign to the world is the base of God's operations and is the United States of America. Now, one of the reasons this issue is so important is because of these criticisms that are so prominent and so prevalent today against America, calling it a flawed and a defective nation. This focus on flaws and defects is a mistake in my opinion. But first I wanna go back to the founding of the nation. Now I have ancestors who were pilgrims who came here uh, in, 18, in 1620 on the Mayflower. They were Congregationalists or a group that separated from the Church of England. They came here for religious purposes. And New England was a very tough place. My ancestors survived. John Howland and Elizabeth Tilly were the two that were on the Mayflower. And um, I had other ancestors that came to the Massachusetts area in the early 1630s. One of them was William Wardwell, a close associate to Anne Hutchinson. Hutchinson, And he was, I would guess you'd call him a Presbyterian. Uh, He had a religious belief close to the the Calvinists. And uh, in fact, uh, so they actually were, uh, he was kicked out of of Salem in in Massachusetts in six, about 1637, if I recall the date right, because his views didn't square with most of the other pilgrims. John Lathrop, who came to uh, uh, Massachusetts in about 1633, he was um, he was also a Congregationalist, and he had been basically exiled from England because his views didn't square with the Church of England. So the, these three of my ancestors who came here came here for religious reasons, and they were not alone. Many of the of the uh, early colonies in America came here for religious reasons. I just mentioned that just to give you a typical slice, so to speak, of that. And many of them believed that God was behind the founding of this nation and that things were going to happen here that were going to be very important. I would draw your attention to the fact that there are many Mount Zion roads on the eastern coast of the United States of America. And if you just take a second to think of what that means, it refers to multiple prophecies of, in the latter days, God setting up an ensign on the mountain or in the mountains to all the world. And if you understand and follow these prophecies, they they show that it's in relation to gathering together the elect of God in preparation for Jesus's second coming. Uh, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I also believe in, a, in the Book of Mormon, a, a, an ancient record of a, another group of Christians who were in America from 600 B.C. to 400 A.D. One of the messages in that book is extremely significant and applies today. The prophet there, Prophet uh, Ether wrote, Uh, excuse me, the prophet Moroni said this, that behold, this is a choice land and whatsoever nation shall possess it shall be free from bondage and from captivity and from all other nations under heaven. If they will, but serve the God of the land who is Jesus Christ. And I believe that. 
Now, this doesn't mean that that I exclude other religions. In fact, the very basis of God's true religion is that people should be free, have the freedom to choose who they will worship. And, and that includes the right to decide whether to believe in God or not, whether whatever your religion is, but it is the foundation which does allow people to believe in Jesus Christ and to have him as, as their master and, and the basis for political positions that they take. Now, uh, the threat that we face currently in the United States, uh, those who follow what's going on in the news are very much aware of it. I will, will mention uh, at least three current threats that, that I regard. Um, and, and their excessive criticism of this nation. Because if you're excessively critical of the United States and considered a flawed and terrible nation, you don't have the right attitude to help it become as good as it can be. We clearly have flaws, but we need to recognize that God will bless and prosper us as we commit to serve him. Three of these current problems are the critical race theory, which has infected much of our education system. This includes the 1619 Project, which highlights and focuses on the first slaves being brought to the 13 colonies area, being brought to Virginia, and people trying to say that that was the foundation of our nation, that it couldn't have survived had we not brought slaves here, and that that was a defective foundation of America. Again, as I said earlier, I dispute that. In fact, my ancestor who came over on the Mayflower, John Howland, came over as a slave, so to speak. It was He was an indentured servant and was able to obtain his freedom shortly after he came here. But, uh, but the, those people who came here for religious free, freedom, including the Catholics in Maryland and the Quakers in Pennsylvania and other religions in, in the New England area. They came here for religious freedom, and slavery was not a part, was not a fundamental part at all of their success and of their reasons for being here. The, the, uh, some of these, uh, another, uh, ask another critical uh, our current critical uh, movement is the Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I have no problem with the, with the words Black Lives Matter. Of course they matter. The problem with the BLM movement is that it's been overtaken and controlled by the socialists and Marxists and the anarchists who, who uh, were responsible for many, if not most, of the uh, riots we had in 2020 that caused millions of dollars of damages, took lives, and, and basically uh, took the position that these types of riots and violence were okay because America is a racist place and therefore it's okay to go to, you know, break in stores and, and disrupt things and cause violence and even killing people if that happens, that's okay. Uh, I am very upset with this and I think that's the wrong point of view. There are several books that have promoted this view. Um, it probably maybe the most the foundation of this sad movement was Howard Zinn's 
People's History of the United States that was first published in uh, 1980, I believe. And that gives a, a broad history of the United States and paints uh, a picture of serious, serious flaws of many people who helped establish America, beginning with Columbus and, and the founders and so forth. That whole approach of finding fault with leaders of America is, is counterproductive. And it doesn't present the, the true character of many of these people. And it contributes to a, a view of our country that is not right. We have flaws. We continue to have flaws. But God was behind the founding of this state, this nation, and continues to support it as long as we will do our best to be righteous and try to serve him and allow freedom so that people can serve Jesus Christ, the God of this world. Another book that is a little more current was a book by Richard Posner, who was closely connected with, with Harvard University. And after the uh, 2008 stock market crash, wrote a book, A Failure of Capitalism. And Harvard supported him, this book and the negative view it, it presents about capitalism. Well, one of the problems with attacking capitalism is uh, capitalism has come to have a, a very negative connotation to many people. But capitalism is the system that allows freedom to operate in what we do economically. And attacks on capitalism are attacks on our free enterprise system and freedom and on the right to private property, fundamentals of the freedom and the prosperity in America. I'm it's sad and I'm disappointed that Harvard would support this view. Harvard is the oldest and perhaps most prestigious university in our country. Interestingly, its founder, Henry Dunster, uh, back in, uh, founded the college, I think it was about 1641, but 14 years into his presidency, he was ousted from Harvard because he opposed the baptism of infants. He felt it was wrong that, that baptism was for those who needed, who were responsible and infants, of course, were not. And because he espoused this view, he was kicked out of Harvard. And I would say this began the sad foundation for Harvard today, which is now the foundation of many of these negative views about our country that attack the very fundamental foundations of the greatness of America, and that is our, our belief in God and the need to worship him. It is so interesting, as I have read about the founders, many of the founders, including uh, James Madison, for example, the primary author of our Constitution. He went to Princeton, as I recall, and, and at that time, uh, service of God and and uh, worshiping God was a fundamental of the education taught at Princeton, because the belief was that that God uh, worshiping God was a key to acquiring uh, knowledge and, and so forth. That, of course, that concept is totally foreign to what is taught in major universities today. Today, we have a serious problem with our education system as it divorces itself from God and is actually anti religious in many ways. And the there is a great movement in the United States as people such as I are very upset with this fact where no longer is freedom 
uh, does freedom exist in, in many parts of our education? For example, this very discussion that I'm having today is one that a teacher would dare not lead in, in either a public school or a university because he, would, he or she would be criticized and could perhaps lose his or her job. But this view that I'm expressing was one of the main views possessed by the founders of our country, and it's an important one. I would encourage you to visit my website, www.cpaulsmith.com. I have several books there that I think are helpful. One of them that pertains to this subject is The Capitalism Argument. The book is a short book of a little over 80 pages. I made the book so that it would not exceed the attention span of those who need to read it most. But capitalism is an important part of the freedoms that have made America great and that give everyone who comes to America the opportunity to achieve and to be prosperous if they will put in the hard work and creativity needed. Let me mention uh, just a couple of other things before I bring this message to a conclusion. I want to build a little bit more the scriptural foundation for America being the base of God's operations in these last days. I want to remind you of the prophecy in Daniel, uh, where he he sees the dream he he sees the dream that King Nebuchadnezzar had and interprets that dream and explains that in the days of the certain kings, basically in the last days, that the God of heaven, heaven would set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these other kingdoms. Now, this is Daniel chapter two, verses 44 and 45. Uh, in verse 35 of that chapter, he talks about the stone that was cut out of the mountain that rolled forth and became a great mountain that filled the whole earth. So this kingdom that's going to roll forward and fill the earth is, is a, that he called a mountain, it's, it's certainly in one meaning is God's kingdom that will come. But there is a connection between it and, and the law, the constitution. Isaiah spoke of a, the law going forth out of Zion. This is Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. I want to mention these verses because it, it's important. It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his path for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. There are several aspects of this prophecy that indicate it's talking about America, which is in the tops of the mountains, in a sense. Uh, certainly the, the, you know, the Rocky Mountains and even the Appalachian. Um, and the word, and Zion, the law shall come forth out of Zion, it says. And I believe this prophecy 
pertains to the Constitution, which now is the oldest written Constitution in the world. Many nations, over a hundred, have modeled their own constitutions after our Constitution, incorporating many of its wonderful provisions. This, this foundation of freedom through laws, where we are the ultimate um, decision maker in our lives are the voice of the people as they follow the Constitution, allows freedom to prevail here. Today, in 2020 in America, even the most fundamental of all freedoms, the freedom of speech, is under attack as the current administration wants to stifle the speech of those who differ with their policies, who differ on treating the pandemic, who differ on, on uh, you know, what you do with critical race, who differ on, on whether we have systemic racism in everything we do, and who differ on the, the value of capitalism, and, and who differ on uh, climate change. And again, I, I would recommend my book that you can get at my website on the climate change hoax argument. Part of the significance of that argument is the, the climate change extremists are attacking capitalism. A book in 2014 by Naomi Klein is typical of this. She's a famous uh, liberal uh, author, and her book is entitled This Changes Everything, Capitalism Versus the Climate. And she takes the view that capitalism is is bad and uh, and that uh, the capitalism is going to ruin the world uh, but going back again to the biblical prophecies of the last days such as Daniel and Isaiah the uh, ensign to the nation it, it's not always clear in reading Daniel and uh, and Isaiah, whether he's talking about a religious kingdom or a political kingdom. But I would submit that the best reading of those is that both will happen. There needs to be a political kingdom that allows and, and encourages and promotes freedom, individual freedom. And that is the political environment that's a part of the kingdom of God that will come forth. It, when Jesus comes, of course, the political and, and spiritual kingdom will be combined as he will be at its head. But prior to his, his coming, the, uh, the, the two are separate, even though the kingdom of God on earth and the, the work of God's people is separate in a sense from the political foundation of America. But again, as I mentioned at the very beginning, the United States of America was set up by God, who, who provided his miraculous help so that we could be independent, who gave his inspiration to help establish the Constitution so that freedom can survive and, and thrive here in America. I want to mention the words of a living prophet. Uh, he's now deceased, but these are some of the words of Ezra Tapp Benson. He said these in in 1952, and he was, uh, 
He was an apostle at that time, and he repeated them in other words numerous times. This is the warning that he gave. And if the time should come when you are associated with groups that take delight in tearing down our American way of life, then they seem to enjoy pointing out the weaknesses of our free enterprise system. And it has weaknesses. It has weaknesses because it's operated by men and women who have weaknesses. But when these times come, when our system is criticized, just keep in mind the fruits of our system, the great blessings that have come to us because of our American way of life. No group of people have ever attained the standard of living, which is ours. And so let's become acquainted with what has been accomplished. It's all right to criticize. It's all right to try to improve our American way of life. But in doing so, let's not surrender. Let's not give up. Let's not jeopardize the system that is capitalism and freedom, which has made America great. Well, a lot of us, I think, are of my view, but I don't know if you dare say that in our schools or in government today. I want to mention a couple of other statements I'm going to paraphrase by Ezra Taft Benson. He, he was the prophet of the world, of the Lord's Church and of the world from 1985 to 1994. He, he said a couple of things. He said, Marxism is a great evil that is a threat to the world. And by the way, as you carefully follow those who are promoting the climate change agenda, you'll find that they hate capitalism and they love Marxism. Even though Marxism doesn't believe in God, they're very happy with that. Ezra Taft Benson said this, America will be blessed, a blessed land for the righteous. It is the base from which God will direct the world, the worldwide operation of his kingdom. He said that the U.S. Constitution has been in existence longer than any other written constitution, and many nations have adopted its concepts for their betterment and to help establish freedom throughout the world. He said, the great battle between individual freedom and government coercion is going on today. And in order for us to battle it and succeed at it, we need to understand our constitution and its principles and recognize that there will be conflicts between individual freedom and what the heads of our government want us to do. But the government is the check on government. It checks certain things that the president can do. It checks certain things that the Congress can do. And, and these, these checks and balances are to help save us from ourselves because the founders of our nation did not establish a pure democracy. They established a republic because it was felt that the republic where we vote for representatives who in turn pass laws, that these various checks and balances can protect ourselves from the, the whims and of political change that sometimes are very powerful. And uh, the constitution can help preserve our freedoms. The Constitution protects the people from the government. The concern of our founders was that there be checks put on the power of the government. Even though it is elected by the people, 
because the nature of men from the beginning has been one of taking some power and increasing it to the detriment of others. Ezra Taft Benson spoke of the Constitution many times during his life. He prophesied that when the Savior comes again, that the stars and stripes will still be flying over the United States. The question is not who will prevail and whether the United States will prevail, but the question is how many of its citizens will be on board. And the day of great destruction that is prophesied before the Lord's second coming will certainly entail the destruction of some people in the United States. And I would like to be on the side of those who are looking for the Savior and are working with all their heart to help freedom to uh, be established and to remain in America. To bring us back to where we started, America is God's land. I am proud to be an American. America is the land prophesied in the Bible to be the base of God's operations in preparing the world for the second coming. And those who seek to disparage it and call it systemically flawed are, are missing the picture. And this actually is harmful to America. Only as we embrace the vision of the divine and good calling of America, can we overcome our flaws and defects and help America become even better and to achieve its divine manifest destiny to help bring freedom and, and righteousness to all the world. God is on the side of America. And as long as there are many good people here who believe that, God will continue to bless and protect us. Remember that the liberties we enjoy in America can be maintained only when its citizens are moral and informed participants in the democratic processes. The closing argument will help us to do that. We'll see you again next time. This is Paul Smith.